Welcome to the Pilot Boys Podcast, where you'll get the real on all things sports, music, and pop culture. And here are your hosts, Vish One and Partha. Welcome to the Pilot Boys, episode 148. Today we are on our end of the off-season special. This is an extended episode where we are going to talk about some recent news and events just kind of in sports and business and, and the like, but also just going to have an extended conversation about football, about Ohio State. I think we, uh, we're going to have probably maybe more than we have time for today, but we'll see how this goes. Uh, v, where are we starting, man? Well, before we dive into Ohio State, there's a, a few interesting kind of news stories happening in football. Kind of a crazy story out of Dallas um, with Akeem Talib and his brother um, essentially getting into a confrontation at a youth football game that led to uh, Akeem Talib's brother killing a referee with a gunshot. Um, I guess there was some sort of like confrontation that happened between. Akeeb and this particular referee, they got physical, uh, and then somehow the brother got involved with a gun. Um, and that is the danger of living in a state like Texas, where guns are as prevalent as they are, uh, not to make a joke out of this situation or light of this situation. But uh, it underlines kind of the dangers of kind of emotions um, and how they can go too far in a situation, this is a youth football game, that it should never get this far. Um, The details are still kind of murky, but it's clear that someone died of a gunshot wound, and the prime suspect is Akeem Tlaib's brother, Akeem Tlaib being the former uh, 13-year NFL player and Super Bowl champ, who now also has a job with Amazon Prime covering their Thursday night football games. This is like, this is honestly pretty nuts. I mean, does this like? I can't remember the last thing, last time something like this has happened with like a notable star, other than like Ray Lewis comes to mind or like Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, it's a it's a scary and crazy situation. Um, the Talib brothers do have a history of kind of violence or situations that involve violence leading up to this um, in the past. Um, it seems like, you know, their background in Dallas um, is, is uh, interesting to say the least. Uh, but you would think after this many years, after being in the NFL, after making all this money, that you would be able to have a better understanding of controlling your temper, controlling your emotions, uh, and not letting a situation get this. This, again, this is. This is a death resulting from a bad call or a couple bad calls at a youth football game. There really isn't a world in which um, an action like this is justified. But again, it just shows like with a, it underlies a lot of these kind of random acts of violence that continue to happen in the United States. It seems like people are on edge. There are a lot of mental health issues. People are not controlling their tempers. And it's resulting in very, very dire consequences. Now, recently, there was a, a road rage incident 
um, that was caught on film in Houston, Texas, in which um, a lady came out of her car and just started shooting her gun everywhere on the highway at a car that had a, a child in the back seat. These things seem to be happening more and more often. What? Yeah, it's crazy, man. I didn't even hear about that. That's insane. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it's it's definitely a wild world. Do you so do we know for sure that it was because of like football stuff? It was Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean what I sense happened was it was a confrontation over football that turned into words being exchanged that were disrespectful to each other and there was a physical confrontation of some sort. And this is just me cluing all the details together piece by piece. McCabe was in a confrontation with this guy. The brother saw it, ran and got a firearm, and that usually never ends well. Yeah. Yeah. I always I always think about like if we were in, you know, Europe, for example, people get knifed for sure. But people don't really get shot. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like the response to conflict when you have such high stakes is uh i think more fearful yeah i mean the brother has turned himself in and his his lawyer his lawyer is claiming it was an act of self-defense so we'll see how this plays out dude that's nuts what a terrible way to like potentially jeopardize the rest of your yeah life yeah seriously well Kind of on the absolute flip side of that, LeBron had that nice deal. He just extended $90 million, 91, I think, for two years. 97. 97. This dude. Yeah. It put him in as the highest earning player in terms of contracts in NBA history. Uh, so, Bro, honestly. I mean, look, the guy averaged 30 points a game last year. So, I mean, whatever the decline is, I mean, especially in Lakerland, I would like him to finish his career in Cleveland. But, you know, and I know there are many Lakers fans too, specifically Kobe fans who would like to see LeBron on another team as well, which is interesting. Uh, interesting dynamic in La La Land, which is like you have like half of the Lakers faithful, really loving LeBron and the other half. Like wishing he now he wasn't on the team. <laughs> at this point, we've passed that line of like, I think people just don't don't care as much. You know what I mean? Because it's become so normal now to see him in the Lakers jersey. But I think like the first couple years, I remember like really feeling the stigma. But I feel like with most things, like you get like a good two years out of it before it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. I would like to see him finish his career somewhere other than with the Lakers. Um, Do you think it would create controversy if he, if he, if he was just like, you know what, like, I'm going to Orlando? I don't think it does. I mean, he can pretty much do whatever he wants at this point in his career. The likelihood of the way the current Lakers team is constructed of him winning another championship there during this extension seems highly unlikely considering they made their bed with AD and we know the injury concerns there are real. Um, and then just, it's just, they poor, poor management. Um, 
is just the downfall of that organization. It's just like it seemed like things were on the up and up. They won that championship, but it's just like with everything in LA, it's like you you see these highs and then you see these lows and then you just, there's never like any like middle ground. <laughs> outside of it looks amazing. It's like beautiful. And then you go to the inside and it's like, it's like flames in there like making it run. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah. like Hollywood in, in a sense. But all credit, all credit to LeBron. He deserves this. Uh, deserves this contract. Continues to play at an extremely high level. Continues mm-hmm. to be a great representative for the game, uh, on and off the court. Um, and uh, you know, why not pay the man ninety-seven million dollars? What else are the Lakers going to do? Yeah. So, what did you think about Skip Bayless's tweet about Bronny Jr.'s insane dunk? By the way. That he was like, your dad would have would have jammed it with his left hand, Bronny. Typical scrolling, you know, like I don't know why people continue to take Skip Bayless seriously. It's so obvious that he is just coming up with any way to generate controversy by putting LeBron in the mix, knowing that it's going to get his name, all attention is good attention. He doesn't mean half of the shit that he says. It's like, this guy's like his own puppet master. It's like, hey, Skip, what's Skip going to say today? (laughs) And he comes up with it and he tweets it. (laughs) That's true. That's so true. Skip is like, he's such a funny character. Stephen A, obviously, as well. But um, do you think all sports media is going to end up like that. You know what I mean? Because like Barstool, like while I appreciate that they're more authentic, they're like far more polarized in a totally different type of way than traditional media. Oh no, media is in media is in a you know in a bad place, and you know propaganda media has been like you look throughout his history, there have been many times in which like. It's, it's a different form of propaganda, right? Propaganda type of media has always kind of had its time in the sun. And I, what's going to shift the narrative is I think when society shifts back to caring about, you know, what's happening, what's in the box score, you know, who's a really good player and not all this drama uh, around personalities and if you like somebody or you don't like somebody, you know, I think specifically that is doing a lot of damage to sports culture. I mean, a handful of folks are making a lot of money on it, but it's kind of damaging the essence of the sport. In my opinion. I agree. And I think it's happening in every vertical too. It's not just sports, but like, I mean, the, the, the standard for, you know, business leaders these days is, these like Instagram stars or these TikTok stars and it's all about being polarizing and I just I'm surprised at the things that go mainstream versus the things that actually like would be beneficial to go mainstream yeah I mean when you have a a 60 year old man sending out tweets to generate attention that involve disrespecting a 17 year old kid who's in high school um you know we've gone too far you know what i mean I, and i think skip is like 70 bro like he's like <laughs> what you would think 
Yeah, and you know what's so interesting about Skip Bayless is everybody that I know that's interacted with him in real life outside this setting say he's a great guy. That's what <laughs> I heard too. And he's like in insanely good shape too. He's yeah. like <laughs> yeah, on his morning routine, he runs like like eight or ten miles every morning. Like he's like a machine, bro. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. That's the programming language that they plug into him. It's like workout about <laughs> maybe maybe since he's such a freak athlete at, at his age he's just like lebron he sees lebron as his greatest competition and so he spends his entire life trying to tear down lebron and anything associated to you know what's hilarious is if, it, if him and lebron have a private text chat where they they know this is all bullshit and they're both just playing this game and he's like thanks skip for generating 50 million more hits around my name today. <laughs> <laughs> Transaction in the messaging history. <laughs> oh, man. That, that would be so ironic. I would not be surprised if those two are actually friends yeah. behind, the, behind the scenes and this is all a part of a game that they're both playing together. Yeah. LeBron, he had his moment, I feel like, with, during... I think during like the Miami years where he had his beef with the media, you know, and then he like started to figure out how it worked. And, you know, to his credit, like he very, very quickly became like a master, you know, media narrative storyteller. <laughs> yeah. I mean, LeBron and ESPN might as well be, you know, there's the SEC bias. LeBron yeah. and ESPN are basically business partners. So, uh, and now Bleacher Report as well with the uninterrupted series. Like that's the that's where the danger is. I love the idea of athletes, you know, with the Players Tribune and you know, you know, uninterrupted athletes taking control of their own narrative. But now suddenly they are in the media game as well, so it dilutes um, the authenticity um, element of what we got from athletes before. That's just the reality of when you are catering. Um, your business model to 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 media and to being an athlete. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, if you don't care about your reputation, you're okay answering a question straight up. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, he's 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 shown. You know, it's just like most business people. They're not. Um, they're incentivized by what they're incentivized by. There's no reason to. You know, when you know, we can shit on all the critics of LeBron, but you know, uh, he did some damage when he came out with his statements on China uh, a few years ago. He kind of revealed his own, you know, his his own biases as well. And this is the natural state of analyzing any human being, analyzing anybody. They're full of inconsistencies. Um, but what if LeBron's just like deep down, just passionately like very pro China? I know. What if he wants a communist state? <laughs> <laughs> Jack Ma. And he, and he <laughs> He's like Hunger Games in the, uh, <laughs> the playoffs. He was reading them, and he was just like, "Damn, like this shit is really making me think we need to go in this direction." I mean, he's, look, he's not the only. He wouldn't be the only one, right? Like. China has deep pockets. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, especially with Nike's ties over there and like what Nike's able to do, and the government just like looks away. Yeah. 
I mean, they said something like 20 of the owners have like huge business interests in China, the current NBA Really? Yeah. I wonder what those are. Who knows? I don't want to know. That's that political money. Yeah, of course. You know, it's all a game that everyone's playing. You know, kind of, kind of moving, move, moving on to, uh, moving on to another topic. Uh, Mante Teo is back in the news with a new show on uh, Netflix about the whole kind of catfish incident that happened when he was an athlete at Notre Dame. His fake, that right? Yeah, the fake girlfriend. Oh, I need to watch that. Yeah, it's it's back out, and you know he's Mante TL seems to have recovered pretty well. He's married now with a child. His NFL career didn't pan out quite as he had hoped, but seems like he's living a healthy, a healthy life. Um, but is still haunted by the embarrassment of that situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could not laugh if I saw him in person. Yeah, on such a huge scale, bro. Like you just, it's tough to come back from that. Like you can't really blame him for this. No, no, you can't. You just in the cards for him, you know. Yeah. Well, he did okay. He found a woman that loves him, uh, and they're together. So at least he recovered in that aspect. Right? Now he's monetizing the incident. Yeah. Exactly. Best best thing you can do. Made a few million dollars in the NFL. It is all good. Now, it's not all good in Green Bay right now. Uh, Aaron Rodgers seems to really be missing Devontae Adams. Uh, I think he, like, went off on the receivers saying that they didn't know what they were doing. They don't know how to run routes. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, ridiculous. Good receiver too. Well, it's just like I don't understand what Green Bay has been or is doing by like not if you don't re-sign Devontae Adams, you've got to kind of solve the problem. You only have Aaron Rodgers for a couple more years. Why not make sure you try to win a Super Bowl by getting him some skill position players instead of having him have to be like Hercules every game and make you know, make, and make he's, magic. He's playing yeah. at the highest level of his career. Like, this is the best time to put those resources around him. Exactly. I don't know what they're doing over there, you know, other than printing money, obviously. <laughs> Dude, I listened to his interview with Aubrey Marcus. Yeah. And, um, it was pretty powerful, man. Like, he's a really, really grounded dude. Seems like a really good guy. It was uh, about his um, ayahuasca experiences and how it helped him to become a better quarterback because he did it uh, the year of his first MVP. Yeah, it's interesting. He's open and honest. I mean, I don't know. There seems to be a lot of data out there, people out there that would like to say Aaron Rodgers isn't a very good guy, Um, but it just seems like he's unique. Uh, more so than anything else, he like marches to the tune of his own drum. Uh, but you can't argue with what he accomplishes and what he does on the football field. That is his job. And um, he, he doesn't miss a game, you know? He doesn't miss a game, and he doesn't do anything illegal or anything that's 
you know, truly controversial off the field. You may not like some of his opinions or his thoughts, but it doesn't seem like he puts anybody outside of himself in any real danger um, in any real way. So I don't dislike the guy. Just he's a little quirky, a little, uh, but hey, he's quite possibly one of the top five greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. So uh, he clearly is keyed in on the things that are important for him to to lead a successful life, right? Can you believe Green Bay went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers? Pretty crazy. They have had just a golden spoon of quarterbacks for like 30 years. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's nuts. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Man, um, I'm, I'm just getting super hyped for college football to start back up. I saw we were ranked number two in the preseason poll. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, it is very interesting to see the changes that are happening in college football. Um, there are some big changes happening. Um, the NIL space is making the whole sport very interesting. Uh, I believe college football, the college football playoff is seriously considering abandoning the NCAA as a governing body. That was a headline that came up today. Um, but what's can't be taken away from college football is the excitement and enthusiasm that it creates around campuses and its fan bases. It is quite frankly, just the most exciting time of the year, um, for American sports fans. Um, there's just so much to be excited about as an Ohio state fan. It's, a um, interesting time to say the least um ryan day has obviously been extremely successful when you look at strictly his record um but there is kind of a reputation that's starting to develop in terms of his inability to win a big game he was rewarded with a contract raise last year despite a kind of an extremely embarrassing loss to michigan followed by the extremely embarrassing college football playoffs loss to Alabama. Um, I understand you got to keep up with the market, but, you know, there are some questions surrounding Ryan Day specifically because, you know, a lot of folks believe that he was handed this job without truly earning it, Um, you know, without the experience of another major program, without head coaching experience to take over a program at the caliber of Ohio State, especially from an Urban Meyer. The expectations have been real. He's done very well from a recruiting standpoint. The offense has done very well, but there have been aspects of the team that have slipped significantly, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. He brought in Jim Knowles, who I think has the right attitude um, to kind of bring that defense back to prosperity. So it is a critical year for Ohio State. It is a critical year for Ryan Day. Literally no excuses because we have all the talent that we need on both sides of the ball. Disappointing year last year on multiple fronts. you got to raise, earn your paycheck is kind of um, <clears throat> a fair expectation um, of Ryan Day. We can't lose to Michigan again. Not in that way because we got outcoached, out-toughed, by Jim Harbaugh, which is just completely inexcusable. Um, and, and 
<laughs> There's nothing else to be said about that. Another loss to Michigan, and, and you know the calls for Ryan Day will will be very loud. Yeah, absolutely. It's a. I think this is a year where they have a real shot at winning the national championship, and the question is going to be, will in my view, it's will the defense be good enough? Because I think the offense. They're in a place where I think they're going to have an excellent season, probably set a few records. And I think on the defensive side, if we can have the transformations made that we needed made, we lost quite a few folks that were coming in on the defensive side, but they're younger um, in the last few weeks. And so the question is really like, do we have the assets to be able to execute a game plan? to actually have a meaningful defense that, that'll help us. Because otherwise, we're, get, we're, we're just not going to be able to compete at the highest level. I mean, we hired the right guy, you know. Um, but one of the concerns um, that remains, and, you know, speaking to quite a few people, the concern remains, you know, what is the culture of Ohio State football? You know, guys are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars now. Are they locked in the same way? Is there still as much toughness on and off the field when the guys show up to practice? You know, there is, seems to be an adjustment period, you know, like specifically when you're handing, you know, when you're talking about kids in this age range, you know, they deserve everything that they're receiving, but the challenge, it, it does create new challenges. 